You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato. And today we have a very special guest, a friend of mine, and he is a one of the top investment sales brokers at Marcus and Milchap, uh, who focuses on uh, multifamily and mixed use in northern New Jersey, particularly. And uh, Dan Aviles, uh, you know, welcome to the show. Appreciate having you here. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. So for for this uh, show, we want to kind of talk about the. Um, you know, we're recording this right now in the midst of COVID-19 and hopefully towards the, the tail, the middle to tail end of it. Um, and, you know, I think we're recording this at the end of April. So we wanted to get Dan's fresh take um, on, you know, not only the, um, you know, northern New Jersey market, but just in general, um, what kind of opportunities he's seeing are going to come online and what has he seen that transpired pre-COVID-19 to post COVID-19, um, you know, still take place. So we, we, we really want to get into the nitty gritty here with Dan and, uh, he's a great guest to have for this, this type of conversation. So I guess we'll get started. So if you want to just give our audience a quick background and hopefully I, I hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, no. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, my team and I, you know, we specialize in multifamily sales, uh, in, in Northern New Jersey, um, with specific focuses on, um, Bergen, Passaic, uh, and Hudson counties. Uh, and you know, we, since this outbreak necessarily has been impacting our specific market, you know, we've been tracking a lot of the data. We've gone back about 15 years in, in, uh, transactional, uh, data to kind of see where, how the market last responded to, um, a, a big economic, um, Oh, I, I hate to use the word collapse, but downturn, right? Uh, and so we've been looking at that. You know, we spent a lot of time in the last four weeks on the phones with hundreds of owners in 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 these markets. Um, you know, covering probably a little over uh, fifteen thousand units. So we've been tracking collection data on the rent, what they've been doing, what they've been seeing, uh, and I, you know, um, personally for for myself, my team we had listed under contract about $50 million worth of deals uh, right at towards the end of February. So we're, we're, we're in the middle of it, just like you, uh, just like a lot of people watching this uh, where, you know, you were in some part of a deal uh, either just starting or maybe days away from the closing table. Right. And um, you know, things definitely changed and, you know, we're starting to see people get creative and evolve in their thinking of how they can still uh, have a meeting of the minds. And it's taking a lot of teamwork, brokers, principals, lenders, title, you know, third party, all of that. Right. So it's, it's been a very interesting um, time. The last, I would, you know, was it now about, about five weeks since really uh, you've seen things shut down. So, you know um, I mean, I, I would say, you know, for for anyone listening to the podcast or watching this, you know, it's my my general consensus is that most people are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? We're starting to see that 
you know, um, it was serious. It is serious. Uh, we can work around it, but ultimately, you know, uh, things are going to get better. Things will move on, right? Deals will still happen. People will still need to go back to work. People will need to go back to their lives. And so the one consistent thing I've noticed the last week or two, um, uh, from, from people in the business, uh, is that, you know, this idea that, okay, we're going to come through this, uh, somehow, some way let's, let's, let's hunker down. Let's put our heads together. Let's start figuring out and put things into place so that when we come out of this, we're in a better position, right? So I'm sure for you as an investor, you're looking at that way for yourself, for your LPs, um, you know, for myself as a broker, I'm looking at for myself, for my clients, how can we all be in a better position next time? And, and I would say more importantly, how can we be in a better position maybe the next time this happens, right? That's, that's, the, that's the other thing that I think people have to take into consideration is where were you when this started and what are you doing right now to make sure that you don't find yourself uh, possibly in a distressed situation if this, something like this should happen again, so. Now, I know the markets that you focus on are very urban-centric in northern New Jersey. You mentioned uh, Hudson County specifically, and um, you know, part of kind of my investment thesis, but this is just me because I usually am trying to meet certain returns for um, myself and my LPs. Um, a lot of those Hudson County um, acquisitions, at least for Class B, Class C multifamily, um, you know, have been, it's been very heated over the past few years in this cycle. So do you think that there's going to be a lot more opportunities close to New York City? Um, you know, in those counties that are going to start popping up that are kind of in more of a distressed situation rather than some of the, um, you know, suburban locations where basis are like, you know, four times less than what you yeah. buy in Hudson County. And, um, or do you think it's really operator specific? So the operators who weren't cash heavy, um, are going to get, you know, really hurt when, you know, um, it's time to make their payments. But, you know, we're recording this at the end of April. And I know for my company specifically, April's collections were very strong. I mean, they were, they're almost a hundred percent. So wow, great. we don't know what May is going to bring. Um, right. Now, I don't know if that's the case for those high cost markets. So for, for my listeners, um, you know, my average rent across my portfolio is probably 1100 bucks. So right. in those markets, Hudson County, if you say can, they're probably on average 17, 1800, maybe two grand. So um i guess uh, just trying to hear your perspective on you know if you think that owners are gonna or were prepared for this and if not um you know are we going to start seeing some price adjustments because frankly i haven't seen it yet but it's also there hasn't been much movement in in the month right of right yeah so i i think you know it's it's not only um market specific it, you know it's sub sub market specific right so uh, you know, without question, I think every, everyone here, you know, you, you, you know, that, you know, maybe what your tenant base is or certain markets, you know, I, I think if you have a C or B property and ha you, ha you haven't been able to successfully work it for the last couple of years, maybe the way you thought or you projected, uh, to, and, and you still have tenants who are at risk. Um, that could be, you know, there could be two, two things here at play. You, you could find yourself with 
uh, a tenant base that's at risk for uh, unemployment, uh, or you may still have a tenant that's paying, you know, a thousand bucks for a two bedroom somewhere in Jersey City or West New York or Union City, right? So, um, you know, it's definitely something that you know we're 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 looking for, and I, and I would say that the rent collections uh, along those those lines have were relatively strong in April compared, right? Give you an example of a of of Patterson, New Jersey, right, which has seen a, a huge surge in investor money, outside capital come in the last uh, you know four years, uh, but heavily the last you know two to three years, and they were you know we talked to about a little over 100 landlords in Patterson in the last two weeks, and they were hovering right around a 75% collection rate, which compared to you know, national numbers, your numbers, Bergen County numbers, you know, Morris County, much lower, right? But but when we actually go back and, and we spoke to those landlords again and said, well, how does this compare to March, February, January, go back, and you realize that the average landlord's actually probably collecting maybe 80% to 83% in the first two weeks anyway. And they, and they have the, the same people who are always late and have to play catch up. So, you know, I've been, I, I think that's a story that might be playing out across the board a lot in April. Um, what I would say about May and, and those particular, again, those, those markets where, um, you know, the rents are higher, you're seeing the rents go higher, but you still probably have uh, a lot of tenants paying lower rents because they just, they're rent controlled. It's been hard to get their rents up to market. Um, I, I, I am curious to see, and I do think that uh, the unemployment program that's now in place that's offering an extra $600 on top of what you normally would get uh that's that's a huge that's that's a huge number you know i mean i think you'd have to make something like um if you made less than 50 52 or $53,000 and you qualify for unemployment in the state of new jersey you can essentially get back what you were making if not a little more right so i do think as you said those particular counties where you've seen the run up in rent uh, I do think they're they're at risk. Their tenants are at risk for a deeper impact right now in in the economy. But I do think that there are you know programs that are that that should help them uh, be able to cover something uh, in their rent. Um, and so I think that's something to consider. I also think it's for price adjustment. Haven't seen it yet, um, and that's just because I think everyone's still trying to figure out what's going on right now. So. What we are seeing is maybe people get some get creative. Uh, you know, we're hearing more seller financing. We're talking a lot more to people about seller financing. Uh, we're seeing people, you know, if you had a deal that was under contract and we're trying to, you know, close a deal, and the buyer's getting on cold feet trying to maybe adjust the price. Uh, you know, where we've negotiated uh, the seller to leave some money in escrow that the buyer can then close and draw down from uh, whatever the difference is between the rent collected and the rent that was you know, expected going in. So, um, you know, I'm not seeing price adjustments, uh, yet, uh, across the board. Um, you know, you're hearing of some retrades here and there, but very deal specific. And overall, I think ultimately, and as, as, as you know, the lending market is probably going to dictate where cap rates go. You know, ultimately, I, I think long-term you're probably, we're still going to be in a low, low interest rate environment. You know, I don't think that's going anywhere. we saw an increase in uh, here recently in rates and that's kind of threw a lot of deals, uh, out of whack. Um, but as I think as those rates settle, you know, the cap rates will settle, right? So, so maybe, 
I, I don't know from where I'm standing I, I, or sitting. I only see, you know, maybe, maybe a, a quarter point right now is, is where we're kind of looking to half. If, if, if that's something where, um, where we might settle again, I think rates are going to be very specific on that. Um, because I also, ultimately, I do think that there is enough, uh, dry powder out there uh that's looking to jump in and and take advantage even on those small little price adjustments got it and that was it was a good segue into my next question for you so um from a lending perspective you know you mentioned as long as rates stay low cap rates will not really expand too too much do you think that's more new jersey specific or do you think that other markets and you you know are going to be hit worse with cap rate expansion, um, regardless of where rates are, um, just because of, you know, in light of what was happening. Right. Great question. So I, I absolutely think that, um, Northern New Jersey, you know, being, look, we're New York centric, right. And I think that if you look at the industries that have been hit the hardest, um, in this, you know, uh, that's ultimately going to determine, I think, where, you know, whatever the recovery is and where the price adjustments are and, and the values of those properties. Uh, I think Northern New Jersey, again, being New York centric, it, it is, there's a lot of jobs there. Um, there are a lot of jobs that, you know, can be performed from home. Uh, there's a lot of what we call super commuters who are, you know, travel almost 90 minutes to get to where they have to be. Um, there are, uh, there's a lot of suburban office in Northern New Jersey that has had a little bit of a renaissance the last few years uh, from investors looking to capitalize on cap rates and, and, you know, see potential there for people who are, you know, companies looking to get out of the city, maybe come to someplace a little quieter, a little bit more, you know, family friendly, whatever, what have you. So I, I think Northern New Jersey is still poised uh, for strong appreciation. Um, there's there's still an incredible, incredible housing shortage, affordable housing shortage in this country overall, but particularly in Northern New Jersey. Um, you know, uh, I saw a very interesting uh, statistic uh, where, uh, all, you know, since 2013, uh, the number of units that are being built requiring an income of greater than $100,000 a year uh, I think since 13 is about 83%. And of the units right now that are being built, uh, you know, right now that are under construction, it's, it's closer to 90%, right? So overall, a lot of these new, this new construction you're seeing being built, it, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's not for people making, you know, the average income, right? It, it's just not. So I, I think because of the lack of supply, uh, the clo- you know, the proximity to New York City, we're still we're, we we are still in a very strong market when it comes to appreciation, and quite frankly, look, there's scarcity, right? In in not just for renters but for investors. So so when it comes to pricing and and an opportunity, I still think Northern New Jersey is uh, is poised for a quick um, a quick bounce back and future growth. And and to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit more, do you see that? Do you think that competition on deals is going to be as fierce as it was prior to going into this in northern New Jersey? So I I do think that there is going to be strong competition, and I think something a lot of you know 
people who are active right now looking to buy. Um, maybe they've been sitting on sitting on the sidelines. You know, they, they're not they didn't like where the returns have been for the last few years. Um, I think that they're 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 looking to jump back in, and so I, I think they're you know, regardless of where lending is, and hopefully it will start to loosen up here. Um, cash will be king. I think uh, investors who have cash, who are liquid, uh, and can produce, you know, uh, strong terms, are going to go to the front of the line, right? It, it, you know, uh, so let's say you know six seven weeks ago we were still successfully negotiating uh, hard contracts, uh, you know, due diligence up front, no mortgage contingency. Uh, and, and, you know, we're still achieving those, those terms. Moving forward, there may not be as many, who, as many investors who are willing to do that, right? There no, may not be uh, as many investors willing to kind of push themselves into that uncomfortable, uncomfortable zone. But just the same, sellers are going to want some kind of reassurance. Sellers are going to want to know that you can perform, right? So I think having liquidity, having a, 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 a history of closing, you know, good relationship with your broker, uh, with the lender, if, if you're using one, um, you know, low leverage, things like that. We're, we're going to see uh, sellers be a little bit more uh, particular, I believe, about what they're going to expect from buyers. So that's where I think the competition is going to maybe heat up, so to speak. You're, you're going to have to really separate yourself still, not just in, in terms of doing due diligence faster. You know, that could, that's all still negotiation. But really presenting yourself, right, and being, and, and, and being able to show that you can get this thing closed, even in this climate, or, or hopefully this a, a post-COVID climate. No, that's really great insight, really great. Um, so we're going to, looks like we're going to wrap this up because you answered most of my questions. Um, we do a quick fire round at the end of every podcast with just three quick questions. Um, so the first one being, do you have a favorite real estate or, or business book? Uh, yes, I, I, I do actually. Uh, I, I happen to, um, I happen to love, um, uh, Gary Keller's book, uh, millionaire real estate agents. Uh, all of those books that he wrote, you know, Millionaire Investor, um, Shift is a great one uh, that, that deals with, you know, uh, a shift in, in the market. I'm a big fan of all those books. Nice. And outside of real estate um, and investment sales, you have, what do your hobbies look like? Oh, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting into, uh, I, I love cooking. Uh, and certainly being, uh, under quarantine has helped, uh, enhance some cooking, uh, baking in particular baking skills, uh, not, not so good for the waistline, but, uh, but getting pretty good at that. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of cooking. So that's, that's one thing I've been doing a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. You, it's amazing when you stay at home for a while and you're not going out to restaurants every other day or, you know, ordering in it's, it's amazing. Um, and then lastly, do you have a role model? Wow. Uh, man, that's, that's a deep one, Anthony, throwing out there on the real estate podcast. I like that. Um, you know, um, it, it's, it's tough. I, actually, I, I, for me, uh, the most recent role model I've, I've had, uh, it's, it's, more, it's not so much like a you know, Zig Ziglar or you know, Grant Cardone or anything like that, although I do follow a lot of those guys. Um, 
you know, actually lately for me, it's become my father-in-law has been a huge role model for me. Uh, he, he, you know, kind of, you know, grew up, uh, uh, you know, in Brooklyn, self-made, uh, went to go work on wall street, you know, made something of himself, took care of his family. And, you know, I, I've, you know, he's been through probably, you know, seven or eight different ups and downs. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, leaned on him heavily during this time to kind of pick his brain about how to, you know, stay, uh, level-headed and, and, uh, and even here through this. So he's been a real big role model for me for the last uh, about 15 years. Awesome. And how can people find you, Dan? Uh, yes. Uh, you can easiest way is just Google me, uh, Daniel Aviles, Marcus Amilichap. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, trying to get more active there. Definitely engaging with people. Um, Aviles groups on Instagram, and uh, you can find me on Facebook. Awesome, and we'll be posting links to uh, all of that um, in the podcast description, so you'll be able to reach Dan, and you can also reach out to me if you want to reach Dan. So great. Well, well, Dan, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I hope to see you again uh, after all this is done. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to uh, finally getting some uh, more face-to-face time after we, uh, we're allowed to. So stay Excellent. safe. Thanks again. You too.